Turkey Perspectives. Are you tired of working nine to five? Tired of making money for someone else? Feel like you went to school for how many years and only have debt to show for it? Ready to just run away to some island and call it quits? Come talk to me. We trying to rebuild Black Wall Street. This is for us, by us. Everybody, this is Perky of Perky Perspectives. Welcome back. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This is the For Us series. And I first want to start off by saying thank you to everybody that has subscribed to the podcast. I really appreciate you. Please continue to listen, comment, rate, recommend it to your friends, share it. (laughs) Everything that's lovely, please continue to do that. I really appreciate it. Also, please become a patron at patreon.com slash perky perspectives. I will be working to keep that updated. And I really appreciate if I can get some more patronage because as I say all the time, I am a solo host. So all the responsibilities of the podcast follow me. That means the recruitment of guests. That means the social media postings, the website updates, the blog posts the notes for the interviews everything the payments the microphones the macbook everything it all falls on me so if you guys want to continue getting content on a regular basis which is the aim then i please ask that you become a patron at patreon.com slash perky perspectives and let me know if you have any issues also you can follow me on instagram at perky sexy cool twitter tony tony tone and my website is perksofwellness.org and you can find all my links through my instagram posts through my website everything is connected in some way and like i said this is the for us podcast so thank you for tuning in so up next i have my guest for the for us second half of season one And her name is Gideon Thomas, M-B-A-S-P-H-R. And I basically wanted to have her on to speak because I feel like moving into 2019, a lot of us have been deciding what we want to do with our career path, with our nine to five jobs, or maybe we have decided that we want to move towards the entrepreneurial path right we maybe want to freelance we want to own our own whatever it is our business our company our ideas we want to have ownership right but sadly enough we know that the world we live in costs a lot of money Mm -hmm. so we might not be able to just smoothly transition from a nine to five job into our entrepreneurial path So I decided that 
why not have somebody who knows how to navigate the ins and outs of HR, the ins and outs of the job world, the ins and outs of finding our dream job? So I decided to have Gideon Thomas on. I actually found her on Facebook under the Black Elite Travelers page. I got a lot of insight through that page. I continue to get a lot of insight through that page. And I was able to be introduced to Gideon Thomas from there. She's going to speak a lot about her website. She's going to tell you guys where to find her book, which is navigating the ins and outs of finding your dream job. (laughs) And she has all the HR secrets and she is definitely focused on helping people of color navigate that whole whole world so I definitely encourage you guys to get out your pens and pencils take down some notes go look up her book it's on her website badassbrowngirl.com it's only $11 and you know just take down some tips be wary of what's going on in the world and what's going on in the job force in the HR world not everybody is on your side and she's going to talk about that. I also would like to say you can go on YouTube where this um the video will be posted for this episode. It was my first time doing a video podcast. So the audio version may not be the most clear, but that will be fixed for the next episode. But now you get visuals so you get to see you know why there were gaps because maybe we were doing body language or you know you just get to see our natural chemistry so my youtube page is going to also be under perky perspectives so keep that in mind and yeah let's get it welcome gideon thomas so hi everybody this is perky of perky perspectives i have with me gideon thomas she has her mba and she is sphr and i'm gonna have her explain that and so just to introduce her, I wanted to start for us 2019 off with some career tips and encouragement. And personally, I decided to focus on like my finances and being independent. And according to the 2017 annual freelancing in human in America studies, freelancers are predicted to become the U.S. workforce majority within a decade, with nearly 50 percent of millennial workers already freelancing. Yet due to the current affairs and like the government shutdown, I wanted to start focusing on nine to five jobs for people who are looking for more steady work. So I thought it would be really beneficial to have somebody with your background to talk about that and to give your insight, even though you're an entrepreneur, which we'll talk about that too. But yeah, Yeah. I think that would be helpful. So thank you for talking to me. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Yeah. So can you explain... Um, so you have the book, Navigating yeah. the Ins and Outs uh, mm-hmm. of the job, of your dream job. Mm-hmm. And how did you get to, like, making that? So you started in HR, and then you got all the way to making a book. How did you get this? Right. <laughs> so um, I was finishing up my MBA. I got my undergraduate degree in business from Florida a and I'm a Rattler um, okay. from an HBCU <laughs> grad. And our business school is very focused on corporate And so anybody that came from FAM is ready to go in the corporate world. Uh, I came back home and got my MBA here in Chattanooga. And when I finished my MBA, I went into working for um, doing recruitment for um, a staffing company. 
And I was recruiting people to begin to do customer service, entry-level roles. And they put me on site um, at a big insurance company locally. So from there, for about 10 years, I grew my career in recruitment from an HR perspective. So I recruited for customer service, all the way um, for business lines, for specific business lines, for nonprofits, for community-based things, and then worked my way up into a Fortune 500 company. So I was a recruiter at a Fortune 500 company. Um, And during that time, I I was the only person of color um, in all of HR. And that was for our entire organization, not just recruitment, for compensation, for benefits, for um, all types of things. And so for and a very... And 500 are like, that's massive yeah. amount of people that you're managing. Yeah, you're so tip, our, yeah, our HR program was about 600 people, and I was the one African-American person there. Wow. So um, uh, three different countries. <laughs> um, but still, again, I was the only black person. No Africans, no, just me. So that's um, typical. This is something that happens a lot. Like where in HR, you might have one person of color throughout all of those hordes of people. <laughs> right. So the bigger the company, the more likely for them not to have a lot of diversity in the human resources department. Wow. That's that. That's really so um, I did okay. that <laughs> for quite some time. And I decided that um, corporate was a lot. Like, it's very intense. And when um, when Trump was president, I said, I, I can't do this on a macro level and a micro level every day. So I left corporate. And when I left, everyone kept asking me for help, for interviews, help with resumes, help to prepare How do I negotiate a salary? And I'm not talking about people straight out of college. These are people that may have been in their roles for 10 or 15 years, haven't interviewed for a while, so they need support. Or people Mm -hmm. that are feeling like they can't move to the next step. So I was helping my friends and had been for about two or three years. And I ended up um, just not having the time to support all the requests. So, again, my name is Gideon Thomas, and anybody can follow me on Facebook. (laughs) And you can watch the progression of this book because I got on Facebook and I said, hey, guys, I love to help. I understand I may be the only person that you know that has this skill. So tell me what you want to know, and I'll create a document for you, and everybody can share it. So I got on Facebook and did that, and that Uh, comment alone ended up with a hundred different people going, oh, we want to know about interview panels. We want to know about types of interviews. We want to know. So it just went from there. And then I posted it on my Insta snap on Instagram. And for three days, um, it was just blowing up about people wanting to know. (laughs) (laughs) It was was rough. Um, But you don't realize, you know, the support that people need in that space. Mm -hmm. And so I sat down and I said, I'm going to write. And I wrote for three days straight. I only napped maybe two or three hours worth of naps and came up with 50 pages worth of content. And Mm -hmm. I was like, this is for my Facebook family. You know, it's kind of going to be no big deal. I mean, I didn't even run a spell check on it. When I was done, I was like, hey, guys, I jumped on Facebook (laughs) and I said, yes. I was like, here, be great. I jumped on Facebook and I said, send me five bucks. Um, and I put my Venmo and my cash app and I put my PayPal and I said, and I'll email you a copy of this, this PDF. So in the midst of all of that, 
um, my girlfriend had gotten on the hundred comment thing mm-hmm. and she said, Ooh, I can see the book now. And it's going to be called, uh, HR secrets from a badass Brown girl navigating the ins and outs of your dream job. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the badass Brown girl is my favorite. Badass bro- <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay. Um, so I was like, that's cute. So then the next day, my best friend, she woke up and she said, I had a dream about the cover of your book. So she literally took a pen and drew it out. And so um, I went and bought the photo that she showed me. It was five bucks online. Um, I designed exactly what she told me to do. I said, here you go, guys, here's your book. Send me $5. And I, I went to get ready for a party. It was her birthday party. Took a shower, got dressed. <laughs> That's I was a regular day, right? Regular day. <laughs> so I get to her birthday party and my phone is blowing up. And I was so dumb, I didn't even ask people for their email addresses to send it to. Um, So I had to go back and modify the post. And I'm like, hey, where do I send this? Where do you want me to send it? And all night, it was blowing up. So I was like, yeah, let me, maybe people do want this. So I went on and um, I I looked up, because I just couldn't do it. Like, it was, the demand was there. Mm -hmm. So I, I went on to Shopify, and I just uploaded the document, went on to Shopify, uploaded it, and then went to um, go daddy. And it just so happened. Badass black girl was available. Bad, badass brown girl was available. So I bought it for a dollar and 17 cents and linked it up. And since then I've been trademarking and copywriting, yes. and, um, have not you, stopped you selling books. like a lot of little keys. <laughs> so we have to, we have to stop and reverse a little bit. So once you said <laughs> Shopify, which for anybody who hasn't heard of Shopify, go look it up because yeah. it's a way for you to to push out your products or your online, like e-commerce type stuff, like at a mass amount. And then GoDaddy is where you could get your, um, what are they called? Your H, H, what was Your website address. Yeah, Yeah. your website, your domain, your whatever, like copyright, trademarks, like business, business people, 2018, (laughs) business. We're doing it. So like you you did a lot of plugs. And that, and so it's funny because you were like, Oh, people are not gonna really want the book, but I'm laughing at you because it's like they all were in your comments <laughs> telling you all their needs. So you, it's like you weren't even like thinking like that it was gonna be that big. It's so funny. Like it's like you downplayed yourself. And it's like no, they wanted it. <laughs> you got something yeah. that you need. <laughs> Absolutely. A gem. Uh-huh. So and so, so the like book has been going crazy. Uh-huh. And um, I've been doing one-on-one workshops, and then now I have a workshop, a bigger one scheduled for this weekend. So it's it's been a really a, a, a ride in a month. So how long? You've only been doing the workshops for a month? This was December the 15th. I dropped the book. So been rocking and rolling for it. It hasn't even been a month yet. Wow, the way you talk about it, it would seem like it's been going for months and months. Like that is a lot all in one time sprint. That's a right. big turnaround. And then you yeah. have another book coming out. Yes. So this one is, again, crowd demand. And it's going to be called Interviewing While Black. Mm-hmm. And so this, this one is about some of the challenges that we see through this interview process. So the microaggressions <laughs> um, and the, the rejections based on not a good fit. What does that mean? What does that look like? So I'm really looking for stories from people about what they've experienced um, interviewing while black, because it can be a a traumatic experience when you know that you have 
done everything they've asked you to do, gone through the seven processes, and then at the end you don't get the offer. Right. Um, so I'm going to talk about the behind the scenes in that space and what those words mean and, and, and what the life cycle of that looks like. So, Okay, so that brings me to my, my questions because I, ha- I was thinking of some questions that some people may have, like that's more personal that maybe they don't want to ask you, that I yeah. feel like your expertise should, should cover, right? So okay. if people have gaps in their job history due to like um, maybe criminal history or mm-hmm. like some unexplained time that they don't necessarily want to put on their resume. How do they like, how do they um, either doctor their resume to make sure that it clearly shows what they do have without mm-hmm. highlighting the gaps or how do they cover it in interviews? So there, those were two really loaded questions. How do you cover uh, on a resume and then how do you cover it on an interview? Mm-hmm. So during the resume process, your option is to do a chronological resume or you can do a resume based on skills. So if you have a gap in your employment, I would recommend doing a skills-based resume. And so it doesn't have that chronological piece in it. Now, when you talk to somebody, it'll allow you to make it through the first level of the recruiter, right? Um, When you talk to somebody about the gaps in your employment, you have the opportunity to turn it into whatever you want it to be. So a lot of times um, what was successful if someone had gaps in employment was to say that they've taken a, they took a break from that particular role um, to support family. And so we definitely understand that careers are bigger and broader than just you going to work every day. People have parents, people have children, people have spouses. And so if you're interviewing for a company, hopefully the value proposition of that company is that they can understand that you would support someone else. They might make that choice as well. Okay. Okay. Um, how about if there's a job that's relevant to the experience, but it wasn't as long-term of a job? Should it stay on the resume or mm-hmm. should it be taken, omitted from the resume? Oh, that's a good one. So the question I think I hear you is saying, if you just did something for a short amount of time, should you add it to your resume? Mm -hmm. Yes, a skills-based resume. A chronological resume, it may look like you weren't committed to the role. So you want to make sure that you characterize it as a project base or or something that you were brought in to do as an independent contractor. So you definitely don't want to just put the the name of the job in the title. It's going to make it look kind of weird but put um, brought in for such and such project, independent contractor for this time to this time. So when you talk about it, you can say that before you even went into it, you all decided that this is how long you would be there because you were to accomplish something. And then you can talk about what you accomplished in that time frame and why it was successful for both people moving in. Okay, that's good. Because <laughs> I have some contract positions. I'm like, I don't want to just keep putting them like blank, like as if it was my regular long-term job. So I needed that one. That one's for me. (laughs) And so, um, like, so I have a, so my podcast is also aimed at people who are creative and also are trying to maybe push away from the traditional nine to five too, but maybe also need a nine to five job just to, you know, live our life. (laughs) So if we're more expressive in our outer appearance, like myself, with color hair or piercing, like it, cause like I've had job interviews where I wore a wig first and then maybe slowly started to take the wig off. 
And I'm like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a little deceptive, but like, is that the way I should do it? <laughs> like, how do we express ourselves and keep true to ourselves, but navigate the traditional, you know, because a lot of it's still traditional as far as the job for uh, the job force. Yeah, so there is a level of authenticity and you want to take that into your process, but then you're like, I don't want to selected for the job because I, I like groceries. I like to eat, right? So I need to make sure that I have this nine to five. <laughs> mm-hmm. So one of the things that I tell people is if it's a short term versus a long term, the way that you approach it is going to be very, very different, right? But when you are very clear about your value proposition that you bring to the company, that's when you want to start transitioning them to get to know you as an individual. So if you're delivering results, and you're able to articulate very clearly how you deliver results and able to articulate how your creativity or whatever it is you have going on is not a distraction from you or anyone else delivering results, then it's time to do it. Um, If you are not a high performer and you're not really successful, you probably don't want to bring attention to yourself by doing anything else, right? If you're just kind of coming to work, you made it, you made it here on time, yay. Um, (laughs) Keep your wig on. Right. <laughs> because if, once you start bringing attention to yourself, you're going to have to justify your value proposition. And that's with anybody and anything. Um, you're, the organization that you are in, more than likely, um, people are afraid of change. And so if you look like change or you look different, their comfort is um, rattled a little bit. And sometimes mm-hmm. when their comfort is rattled, Um, even though it's not the right thing, right, because we should all accept each other and all that stuff, we do have to take that that extra step to make sure that we're there to do the job and we're really great at our job and we've built the relationships that would allow us to be able to to show that in some ways that may look non-traditional. Okay. So one of my... um so for the For Us podcast, I decided to ask you a For Us question. So what do you believe is for us that we haven't tapped into as far as, like, the job or entrepreneur areas of the workforce? Oh, my gosh. This is so much. Um, <laughs> okay. Pick maybe. What do we have that we haven't turned it, tapped into? No, <laughs> I think that one of the things that we haven't tapped into, um, and this is this is – this goes into my coaching. So sometimes what people think is the problem isn't the problem because they come to me and they say, I need help with my resume or I need help with my interview. Right. But the bigger thing is you need help to know exactly who you are. And until you know who you are, then you cannot articulate the value proposition that you have for yourself, for a bigger community and an organization. And so that self-work is really, really important. So when people come to me and they say, will you help me with my resume? I'll say, well, can you give me an example of of three of your dream jobs? So go online, find the job posting and bring it to me, right? And let's realign your brand with that. Well, if you have a problem finding your dream job, I didn't say in this arena, I didn't say in the state, in this area, like anywhere. If you have a problem finding that, then you probably have a problem finding you. Right. And you don't know where you fit. So what happens is you go into the job and they tell you what your value proposition is because they tell you what they're going to pay you to do. So if you on the back end do that work, right, finding your dream job, navigating your dream job, find what it is. 
And then from there, you know that your value proposition is to do that thing or create that thing or have that thing no matter where you go. So you can do it for a company, you can do it for an organization, you can do it for yourself. So I think the biggest opportunity is self-work. And a lot of people don't want to sit down and just do that. Like how many people have a folder dedicated to their personal development? And so I want to challenge people to do that. Like spend the time, figure out you, because then when somebody comes for you and you're in a situation where you don't know what to do or you don't know what to say, you're very, very clear about it because you've already done this work up front. And so those microaggressions don't bother you or, or being selected for a role or not selected for a role. It doesn't bother you because you know exactly what you bring to the table. That was amazing. Yeah, that's a good one. Because like you said, a lot of people, they don't like, I like vision boards that really come in, uh, becoming popular. And I'm glad that people are really starting to sit down and do that. And a lot of people are starting to meditate a little bit more, but yeah, it's like, we don't really go into it in our employment side of everything too. And it's like, it still spills over into that. It's like, for me, I just reject it. I'm like, I don't want to do nine to five, but it's like, (laughs) it's like, why don't I? And it's like, probably because of that. I keep choosing jobs that don't align with me, and then I get mad. Like, this is not for me. (laughs) Silly, right? (laughs) You just help me figure out myself. (laughs) So thank you. And um, I guess one more thing that you, you, I think I read it in your book when I was working. And mind you, everybody, this is a workbook. I know we keep saying book, but it is a workbook. So she does call attention to a lot of stuff. Like I learned that I was a little lazy when I was doing this book. <laughs> I was like, I should have been working on my resume. <laughs> you called me out on that. <laughs> so it is a workbook. Everybody, you're going to have to work on everything and dig in. And so it reminded me of when I first spoke to you and you were telling me how everybody thinks that HR is for the employee and it's for the employer. And like, I feel like that's another challenge that we don't really know that may be working against us. So can you talk about that a little bit? Oh, this is my favorite topic. So um, (laughs) I'm glad you brought attention to the book. So the website for the book is www.badassbrowngirl.com. And if if you're a listener, you can use the code HALF, H-A-L-F, for half off. It's 1111. So that'll give you half off. But um, part of it, I say, this is a workbook, so you're going to have to do the work. But the other part, is don't forget I wrote this for my friends right and the friends of my friends so the honesty in it is it's very very candid um, mm-hmm. and these are the things that most people will not tell you so um, in general you got to really back up and think about some things um, so HR this is so think about this like when you go to buy a house right you have a realtor And you're like, my realtor is looking for a house for me, and they're going to do the best job they can. It makes sense. But they get paid as a percentage of what you buy. So, Mm -hmm. of course, they're going to show you bigger, more expensive houses. Mm -hmm. We don't think like that. Like, initially, we're like, my realtor is going to work for me. So the system isn't set up for for that to be real. Same thing with (laughs) human resources. So... My paycheck comes from the company. Right. So if my company, if the company pays me, right, my, my degrees are in business. My first one's an MBA. That's business. My second specialty is an SPHR. That's this, uh, the highest specialist certification that you can get in human resources. Okay. So when it comes to my paycheck, 
my paycheck, if it comes from a company, my job as an HR person is to keep the company out of legal liability. So the better relationship that I make with you and you come and tell me about a situation that's going on, more information I get, the more information I can keep the company from being sued. So your development doesn't matter to me. It really doesn't matter to me. You know, people are like, my manager's not being nice. I'm going to go to HR and I'm going to tell them. And people think that HR is an advocate for them. And that's just not the case. I can't be because you don't pay me. And so (laughs) when it comes to the, you know, if I have to make a choice, what's in the best interest of you or in the best interest of the company, I have to make do what's in the best interest of the company because that's who pays me. Now, in turn, that's what's best for you. (laughs) That's no money. (laughs) Right. And sometimes it it may look like I'm doing what's best interest of the employee. But most of the time, that is because whatever it is, is keeping the company out of legal liability and it's keeping you from suing us. And so if I'm there and I'm laughing with you and I'm talking to you and I'm building this relationship with you, it's because if something happens, I want you to come to me first versus calling an attorney first. Mm-hmm. If I'm, you know, so, so just that level of candidness is something that no one is ever going to tell you or even just make you think about because you know, right? Um, and, and I talk about that throughout the entire hiring process. Let's just kind of step back, take a breath, think about this and think about what makes sense and how people operate. And I, for a long time, I think HR is just kind of behind the curtains, right? Those are the people that are over there and they do things. They come down when it's time to fire somebody or they hire somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're a big time strategic partner, but part of us being a strategic partner means the bigger strategy goes through us. So we know most of the time all of the things you run and come and tell us. We just make sure that it's getting done um, under the rug. It's it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing how HR was able to get that reputation, and it's the exact opposite. It was like they just—it was so lucky. It's like, yeah, well, you guys already believe this is what we needed, <laughs> and we keep like perpetuating it because people say that all the time. Well, go talk to HR, like you, your own coworkers and um, your parents or whoever you seek advice from. Like, this is the advice that we get. Go talk to HR, and from what you're telling me, it's like now who. Like, I guess, okay, so if we don't go talk to HR about certain things, like the mm-hmm. the stuff that we sh- that has nothing to do with uh, anything that they can really help us with, do mm-hmm. we just not tell anybody? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> She's like, if we don't have HR, who do we have? Right. Um, do we have anybody? <laughs> but you... And that's the point of why I say this is a workbook, right? Everything Mm -hmm. you get into, you have to work it. Do not let an institution use you. You use the institution. And so whether that's getting a paycheck or being able to get a particular uh, piece of experience, um, sometimes you use the company in order to be able to learn things, learn about spreadsheets or learn about databases or whatever it is. You use that as a jumping off spot. And when you get to the point where you feel like you're not being treated the way that you're worth, that's why I'm here, to make sure that your resume is on point. You should always be interviewing. That's the first tip in the book, ABI, always be interviewing. Mm -hmm. You always are out there. Don't Mm -hmm. ever stop because anytime you feel like you're not being valued, move on. Don't sit and fight for something going, oh, well, you need to treat me right. It's, it's sort of like being in a relationship, right? Are you going to keep begging somebody to love you? Are you going to keep begging somebody to come home? 
Um, and when we see people do it, we're like, they crazy. But we do it with a job mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just for a paycheck. Yeah, Just, exactly. Yeah. So like, well, I'm so getting you, paid. Yeah. Well, they paying me. So you deal with it. And yeah, that's right. abuse. That's abuse. We all have it's trauma. Abuse. You said that in your book, too. You said we all, a lot of us have PTSD from our, our jobs, right? Absolutely. <laughs> we do. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. We do. That's and so... Well, that's why we have to make sure that we always on point. So when it's time to move, it's time to move. Right. So where can people, so you say you do these workshops. So where can people find you for the workshop? So I'm here in my hometown in Chattanooga, Tennessee. That's where we started the workshops. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to have to go digital, you know, online soon. Um, but just really testing it out, making sure that they're perfect. I've, I'm working with someone else. Um, that does a little more in-depth work around preparing people's minds to get the information. Because sometimes, a lot of times, what I saw, people come to me and what they think is the problem isn't the problem. They think it's a tactical thing, like I said the wrong thing in the interview. Well, that not isn't necessarily the case. So I've had to pull people out and say, okay, this is what you told me your dream job was. Here is also your resume. Let's look at them. And they don't match. And then I asked that person, what are two or three words someone in the workplace would use to describe you? And they tell me those two or three words, and they don't align with where they think they're going. So if you think you're a leader or you want to be a leader, but strong manager, and people are saying that you deliver results, you're strong tactical, and um, you're really good at getting the job done, that doesn't say innovative leader, culture creator. Right. So what are the things that you need to do to change the thought process and the branding that you have created? So Mm -hmm. I've brought somebody else in that's working with me. We're working together to create this content that says and her. Her name is LaQuisha Ewing. She is an international speaker and her brand is unlearn everything and live. So her whole process is, you know, the people that are going to be left behind are the people that cannot unlearn and relearn. So she kind of brings that macro piece to say what you think you know is, is not the reality. Stop for a second. Take a deep breath. Let's back up. And then let's figure out what you want. And then let's start all the way over. And sometimes that's going to be um, realigning your brand within an organization. How do people see you? What words do you use to describe yourself? And, mm-hmm. and that's bigger, right? And then we go into the tactical, let's fix your resume. Let's fix your but it's about alignment. And so um, we're trying to figure out how to, how to bring this work to the masses. So it'll be upcoming. It'll be fun. <laughs> but then we also want to be able to travel with you, too. That'll be fun, Yay! too. Right. and TED Talks, maybe. Right. <laughs> yes. And I love the, the title, Badass Brown Girl. I love that. That's amazing, and I think it's it's like a whole it's a lot of badass movements going around too. Like us women, we stepping into our truth, and <laughs> I like you for continuing to push that out there. That's amazing. So you said okay, so you have the website which is thebadassbrowngirl.com, right? Yes. And then you have your Facebook which is Gideon Thomas, and then where could people mm-hmm. directly reach you? Like, is there are you better on so email, Instagram, I have Facebook? an email address. Okay. Email address. And my email is badassbrowngirl247, that's 247, at gmail.com. 
Okay. And so they could email you directly if they want to get the book or should they go through your Facebook or your website? If they want to get the book, they can go to the website, www.badassbrowngirl.com. And that's the easy way to get the book. If it's more information you want about me, um, badassbrowngirl247247 at gmail.com. So um, I'm easy to find. I'm easy to get to. I receive your your love about the TED Talk. Um, I have gone through the process. The book is um, in the process of being copyrighted now and then trademarking Badass Brown Girl. So that application has been sent for the trademark. So Yay. look for more. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm definitely going to keep an eye out. And you're also going to be participating in our Valentine's Day uh, Black History giveaway. So that's good, too. So two other people are going to be able to read the book. And yes. I'm going to let you know how it goes with me, too, on my job journey. <laughs> good and luck. I hope that the um, government shutdown shuts Stop soon so that other people me can do us to work. And we me can too. get all our resumes and all of our money come in all of 2019. So yeah. thank you. And again. if there's anybody else, if there's anybody that's listening that is on the shutdown, just reach out to me by email and you can have a free um, copy of the book because you might want to use this time to start looking for something else. And I want to be able to support that because we got to have a bigger, broader community. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and thank you for your service for everybody who continue to work without the paychecks. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you again for coming on to the show, and I look forward to seeing more work from you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you, everybody. That will be all for tonight. Thanks again to Gideon Thomas for being my guest. I appreciate you so much, and I hope that everybody that is listening got some good tips and is encouraged to go buy the book and work on it work on yourself don't be lazy none of 2019 right and once again I do want to emphasize that everybody that is personally affected by the government shutdown and is you know working without getting any type of pay I want to say thank you and that I appreciate you and please follow up with Gideon on her offer to get her free book I used it I'm still currently using it, still working on my resume. So I definitely encourage anybody to go and get the book. Um, Thanks for everybody who is a subscriber. To anybody who is not, please subscribe, like, comment, allow for this podcast to become more visible. Um, I do want to apologize again for any of the audio delays or any audio complications that anybody had on their end while trying to listen. It is still a work in progress. I am still learning And I am actually looking for somebody who is already pretty tech savvy to please come help me. (laughs) Please help me. I can use any help. I'm not very tech savvy, but I do know how to talk. So these episodes will not end. I will continue making episodes. I will continue doing this podcast because I love it. And I hope you guys love it too. So once again, like, subscribe, comment. The podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, ICN.DJ, Radio Public, Patreon at patreon.com slash perkyperspectives, and my website, perksofwellness.org. Follow me on all social media handles. And thank you.